Welcome to Crump Insights, exploring timely life insurance and retirement planning topics for today's forward-thinking financial professionals. In this episode, our focus is long-term care insurance. I'm Brian Bushlack, your host for this series and an active life and health insurance producer. Joining us, Susan Carlson, external LTC wholesaler at Crump Life Insurance Services. Well, Susan, thanks for joining us. Let's start out with the most basic question here. What is long-term care? Well, long-term care in a nutshell really is when somebody needs care for an extended period of time. And the way that we measure that care, it's either physically needing care or due to a cognitive issue. If it's related more to physical care that we need, what the industry looks at is, does the client need assistance with what's called their activities of daily living? And what those include, if you just think of what you did this morning, you know, when you got up and got ready for your day, it's transferring, getting out of bed, waiting until the morning to use the restroom, using the restroom, getting a shower, getting dressed and having breakfast. It has to be assistance that's 90 days or longer. That's what makes it long-term care instead of short-term care. And it doesn't have to be an end-of-life event. So if I'm in a car accident tomorrow and I can't get in and out of the shower or get dressed, my doctor said, Susan, it's going to take you at least six months to get back on your feet. That's what long-term care is. And again, a lot of people think of long-term care as something that's going to happen at the end of their life, that it's for older individuals, and that it means a nursing home, when in reality, that can't be farther from the truth. You know, most care happens at home, and it could be something that we recover from. So it's a really wide definition. And what I have found from working with different advisors is that clients don't really understand what long-term care is until one of their loved ones, family, or friend actually needs the care. Then they seem to understand the definition. Well, there's a lot to unpack there because I know a lot of us in the insurance industry misunderstand this. So we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but I want to ask about the cost here. That's also something that comes up is what does long-term care cost? And that's another difficult question to answer because it's really hard for the industry to get their arms around what the true cost of care is since a majority of it is actually done by the family. And the only time that we can, you know, get an average is when the family actually hires somebody from a home care agency or a professional caregiver. But all the different insurance companies have what we call a cost of care website that will break out the average cost for home care, assisted living, and nursing homes nationwide. And what I see is that the range could be as low as $59,000 a year if you need homemaker services, all the way up to a nursing home, which runs around $108,000 a year. And when you look at how these costs have increased, it's changed. And I think this has a lot to do with COVID. So we have seen the biggest uptick in cost when it comes to home care. 
we're seeing it as high as as a 12 and a half percent increase in those costs whereas nursing homes the cost only increased by 2.4 percent and again i think a lot of that has to do with covid because so many families were taking their loved ones out of a nursing home bringing them home and then hiring the help to come in and and help take care also just the old supply and demand you know, as the public is aging and more and more people are needing care, trying to keep up with that demand is proving to be very, very difficult. Okay, let's talk about the actual purpose of long-term care insurance. You touched on this off the top, but I think that is the big misconception about long-term care is the fact that this is for really anybody at any age, because I know I even think about this as, okay, this is something you know, we may need later in life. How do you overcome that? How do you explain that to advisors and their clients? Well, I normally will start with the definition of what long-term care is and painting a picture like how I did with the car accident. So that way people understand, okay, this just doesn't mean an end of life event. It just means that you need care for three months or longer. And then also trying to paint the picture that the care happens at home. And when we're talking about long-term care planning, that is what we should be focusing on. And nursing homes should be an, oh, by the way, if you need to go into a nursing home, this plan will help cover those expenses as well. But the bottom line is the purpose of long-term care insurance is to help protect the family not so much the person who needs the care, but how is that care going to affect the family? Is it gonna force somebody to become a 24 hour caregiver because they don't have any other choices? The insurance also allows us to choose where it is that we're gonna receive the care and by whom we're going to receive the care. So when I'm talking with advisors and their clients, I keep falling back that this insurance is here to help your spouse and more importantly, to help protect your children. So that way they don't have to give up their life to become a 24 hour caregiver. So again, it's all about the family versus debating whether or not that person is going to need long-term care before they pass away. Let's drill down on that, Susan. Then what specifically does long-term care coverage actually provide? What does it cover? Well, what it does is it provides an instant income stream that I can use to help offset any type of long-term care expenses that I'm incurring. Now, this is different from disability insurance. I, I get this question a lot. Disability insurance, those policies replace your paycheck Long-term care helps pay for all the additional expenses. But by having an instant income stream, I'm not worrying about is the market down and what if I'm having to surrender some of my assets, pulling money out of my portfolio. So the plans really, again, are designed to help protect the income. It's a very wide range of what type of expenses these policies will pay for anywhere from home health care, assisted living. I'm finding group homes are becoming very, very popular all the way up to nursing home. And with the home care, and again, this is why I always flip it to this is for your family. 
is there's a lot of additional benefits under home care. For instance, they have caregiving training. So if I needed to take care of my mom, I didn't want to access her policy yet because we don't have to hire in the professionals. My mom's policy will pay for me to go and get trained on how to help my mom. It also has some coverage for home modifications. So if I need to build a ramp, make a shower more accessible, these policies provide benefits for that as well. But to me, the strongest benefit that most of the policies have is something called a care coordinator. And what this care coordinator does is it helps me build a plan of care. What is it that my mom really needs? What type of help does she need? That care coordinator is there for me as a daughter to ask questions. Where do I go? What do I do? Do you know anybody in this area that has a very good reputation for home care? So this care coordinator is really like a quarterback that the family can rely on when it comes to, you know, initiating and setting up care for a loved one. Now, I ask this because for many advisors out there, they may not have placed a long-term care case in many years. And the one thing that is constant in our profession is change. So what has changed in the long-term care insurance market, maybe over the last few years that we need to update our audience on? The type of products that are available. Years ago, we used to have traditional long-term care insurance, which is very much like health insurance. You know, you, you pay a premium. The premium is not guaranteed. So we're seeing a lot of uh, premium rate increases. And if you never need care, you don't get anything back. There's no return of premium to the family. And a lot of people would hesitate from that. It was, you know, they took the position of if I'm going to pay this type of premium, I want to know that I'm going to get something for those dollars. So carriers are introducing hybrid products and they come in all different forms, whether it's a long-term care rider on a life insurance policy, or if it's a long-term care policy on a life insurance chassis, meaning if you don't need long-term care, your family will get your premiums back in the form of a death benefit. There are annuities that have riders and there's also uh, long-term care annuities that will pay out benefits tax-free regardless of the gain in the contract. So it's becoming to me to have that conversation even easier because we have so many different options to provide our clients. There's no one particular perfect option. You know, for one set of clients, Maybe the wife, we do traditional long-term care insurance for her. And then for the husband, we might do life insurance with a rider. So all different options that, again, depend on your client's scenario as to which one fits the best. And now that we're seeing interest rates go up, of course, that always benefits the insurance industry. Some of our carriers are now introducing products with lower premiums because of the higher interest rates. So that's been very exciting. And again, just the breadth of options that we have to help mitigate this risk. That's great to hear. Now, I lived in the Seattle area a few years back when Washington State really shook up the LTC market. How has that played out and what's happening now with other states? 
Well, for those of the listeners who might not be aware of what happened in the state of Washington, Washington is the first state to implement a public long-term care program. Now, these types of programs have been talked about for years, but nobody could figure out how to fund them. So the state of Washington has set up a program where if you need care, the benefits were really designed to cover home care three times a week for one year. So it's minimal benefits where the most this policy will pay out is 36500 And you have to be a resident of Washington to receive benefits. There's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. But the point that needs to be taken is that we have a state that's finally implemented some type of program to help their Medicaid system. So how do you pay for this? Well, Washington has implemented a new payroll tax of 0.58% on all W-2 employees, and there's no cap. This tax is uh, targeted to go into effect of July 2023. And the only way you can opt out of this tax is to show the state that you own a long-term care policy. So because of the challenges that all the different states have with their Medicaid systems, they're all watching Washington very closely and looking to implement some type of uh, program themselves. California is probably the state that's put in the most resources to date. They have a committee set up. They're ready to submit their drafts uh, by the end of the year. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but we're confident that in order to pay for the program, there's going to be some new type of payroll tax. Right behind them is New York is looking closely. So it's Pennsylvania, Minnesota, just to name a few. My takeaway from all of this, Brian, is that for the advisors is to pay attention know what's happening because once this new payroll tax is implemented, there might not be the ability to opt out at all. So even more reasons we should be talking to all of our clients about long-term care, protecting the family, and it also could be uh, to help for tax planning as well. Okay, so to make sure I'm tracking with you, Using Washington State as an example, if they are enacting this program in mid-2023, you would have to own your own private long-term care insurance policy prior to that and be grandfathered in, or you might be subject to this tax moving forward. Is that correct? Correct. Now, Washington gave a enrollment period where they have said, if you've had a policy that's been in place as of November of last year, you will not have to pay the tax. We're hoping the state will give another opt-out period. I I can't imagine that they would only do one. Uh, But again, that's one of the items that needs to be clarified is if somebody buys a policy today, can they opt out of the tax? Well, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, obviously, with other states and really the entire country watching to see what happens. Now, I want to transition into practical applications here for long-term care insurance and the selling of this product and the, the solution behind the product, of course. How can we help our clients overcome their concerns about long-term care insurance? And I know this is a you know very broad question to ask, but 
Where do you start this conversation and how do you walk clients through it? Well, I always suggest talking to all of our clients, regardless of their net worth, because a long-term care plan really is about leveraging a way that we can leverage dollars to help mitigate this cost and having tax advantages. I think where we fall short a lot of times is not developing the need, you know, going right to the solution, but not explaining how this is going to protect the family and always keep falling back that this is for to help protect your kids, to help protect your spouse. So by developing the need, and then also with the different types of solutions that we have today, it can actually be positioned of why would you not do this? If I can take, carve out some of these assets, move it over into a long-term care solution, so if you need care, you have an instant income or, you know, you have instant benefits. And if you don't need it, your family would get all of your premium back in the form of a death benefit. So spending more time on why this is important, letting them know it really is about their family, talking to clients when they're younger. A lot of times we wait, we wait too long where the client could already have some medical issues or the premiums could be extraordinarily high. So talking to younger clients and then also bringing up the possibility of of these payroll taxes that could happen. But most importantly is to provide the information as an advisor and not make a decision for the clients on whether or not they're a candidate for a long-term care solution. Back to the options, too, that you discussed earlier in terms of, I guess, blending this conversation into a life insurance discussion and annuity discussion. The fact that you have these hybrid products now uh, certainly has been a a big assist from the industry in placing long-term care insurance. But I I would think that that would also be more of a conversation starter than just coming at it strictly on the long-term care side, right? Yes, yes. And it can start the conversation, you know, it can be included. The client has a need for a death benefit. Well, what if they happen to need care? Would they like that death benefit to be paid out while they're alive to use those benefits towards care? So it's a it's an easy way to add a rider. Or even as you're having the conversation about life insurance, that being a death benefit need, what about a living benefit need and looking at a long-term care solution that we would do in tandem? And another way is if you have a new client, make it part of your intake questionnaire. Who do you have your long-term care insurance with? You know, just be bold. Who is it with? And if they do have a policy, have them bring in their latest statement so you can keep it on file. You can review it and make sure it's still an adequate solution for your client currently. It might have been years ago, but maybe the plan that was put together might not quite be the ideal fit for today. No question. So much has changed in this market and the world we live in, right? (laughs) Literally everything the last few years. So, I mean, if you haven't touched base with your clients, it certainly would be an opportune time to do it. Susan, great insight. As always, we appreciate you joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. 
Crump Life Insurance Services, a leading third-party distributor and service provider of insurance and retirement products, is part of Truist Insurance Holdings Incorporated, the seventh largest insurance broker in the world. Crump supports the distribution of life insurance, annuities, long-term care, linked benefits, disability, and health products with the industry's premier sales and back office support and technology services. Marketing under the following brands, Crump, Truist Life Insurance Services, Risk Rider, TELUS, and Time. Source, Business Insurance Magazine, using 2019 brokerage revenue generated, 2020 issue. For financial professional use only, not intended for use in solicitation of sales to the public. Not intended to recommend the use of any product or strategy for any particular client or class of clients. For use with non-registered products only. Crump operates under the license of Crump Life Insurance Services Incorporated. Arkansas license number 1001031477. Products and programs offered through Crump are not approved for use in all states. Copyright 2022, Crump Life Insurance Services Incorporated.